guys. Welcome to our Wednesday Zoom call. Tonight's topic is going to be about the relationship between stress and sleep. Um, and, and kind of in this, I'm going to be sharing um, the reason why we're talking about this this week is because it's it's on my mind from last week. I had a really just high stress week, terrible sleep week, uh, which kind of led to a little bit of burnout on my end. And I think that it's fairly relatable. Um, and I also have some cool data uh, that I tracked along the way to kind of show this whole comparison. So kind of excited to dive into that a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about what HRV is, which is heart rate variability and kind of what that means in terms of uh, this, this, this sleep app that I have here. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, so let's kind of circle back here and talk about, you know, what, what my week looked like last week. Um, I think this is very, very similar to what a lot of people can kind of relate to. So last week I, um, you know, number one, I had, I think I worked out on like Monday and Tuesday, um, maybe Thursday. I can't remember the exact workout days with that. But anyway, I worked out on those few few days. It was uh, a busy week. Um, I had lots of new client consult calls. I had my normal, you know, nine to five um, work hours and things like that. Um, on top of that, I had a couple of other appointments. I had some in-person training appointments and just things like that. So that's kind of how, you know, busy the week was, which is honestly a pretty normal week. So nothing was really out of uh, out of the ordinary with that. Now, here's where things kind of got a little bit different for me. Um, I struggled falling asleep for Sunday and Monday night. I don't really know why. Um, you know, I try to reflect on it, think about, you know, did I have higher caffeine intake? Was it, you know, terrible timing with the caffeine intake? I'm really not sure. I think a component of that was the stress and the stress of you know, I, I've announced on here that I'm leaving teaching after this year, so I'll be coaching full time. So I really haven't been that stressed with it. But I think just because it's getting closer and closer to getting here, losing the security of my full time job with all the benefits and just steady pay that comes with that. Um, there's a, a level of stress that that comes in with that. Like I said, I think I've done a pretty good job about handling that and managing it. But I think just because it's so close to getting here, um, I'm higher stressed with it. Um, plus we got, uh, you know, a lot of things in, in the, in the kitchen, literally with thriving lives kitchen, I'm, I'm building that stuff out. So I'm excited to kind of get that launch and some, some new and exciting possibilities coming this summertime with some different partnerships and things like that. So I've got a lot of things just always kind of spinning in, in my head, uh, with sometimes, but not a lot of time to be able to think about it. Like whenever I'm working my nine to five jobs, so that's been tough. So then really the only time that my mind is able to kind of wander sometimes is if I'm doing cardio, which is kind of few and far between right now. And then number two, whenever I like, I finally lay down, turn the TV off at night. And I think this is a very, very common thing that we all have is that's when our minds kind of wander. Um, and some, I think a lot of that is not taking the time to deal with those thoughts during the day. That's one of the reasons why, um, you know, even though meditation, you're supposed to kind of clear your mind, but just sitting in thought, you know, going on a walk, doing things where you can just be present with yourself and your thoughts and kind of work through that stuff. Um, because as, as we notice, you know, when we're going, 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 going all day long, the only time we actually have a moment to stop and think is when we're actually trying to go to sleep. Well, that's the last time we want to be stopping and thinking about any of this stuff, especially anything that's stressful. Um, so I think that's kind of what was happening was I was struggling to fall asleep mainly because of that reason. And then, you know, there's a, there's a, it's a kind of a bi-directional relationship between sleep and stress. So, you know, meaning that they impact one another. So, you know, you have one hand, sleep plays a, sorry about that. Sleep plays a, a crucial role in managing stress. When we sleep, our bodies can actually repair and recharge and do all that stuff. It, um, you know, 
essentially it will help us kind of regulate our emotions and things of that nature. But one of the main things that I want to talk about here is that it allows our cortisol to come down, which is our major stress hormone. So when you sleep well, cortisol comes down and you stay in a good, healthy circadian rhythm and your cortisol fluctuates as it's supposed to kind of throughout the day where it's higher in the morning, lower at nighttime. Um, but obviously, whenever stressful thoughts come in your head, cortisol starts going up. Um, that's another reason why I try to stay away from any sort of stimulating TV or books. Not that I'm a reader, but that's an example for any of the readers in here. If, if reading really stimulates you, might not be the best thing to do right before bed. Um, you know, Nicole and I have kind of an agreement that we've built over the couple of, you know, past couple of years is that we try to limit, unless it just has to be talked about, any sort of conversation that requires a lot of energy or thought or stress behind it. Try not to do that really after 8 p.m., especially not once we get in bed and definitely not, you know, around 9 p.m. or so. Like I said, unless it just has to happen um, because then we're stimulated and now it's harder to fall asleep with that stuff. So when we're struggling to sleep, our cortisol levels rise. And if it just happens once or twice, really not a big deal. But when this is a chronic thing, when this is happening over and over and over again, that cortisol continues to rise. Now, on the flip side, this is how it's a bi, you know, bi-directional um, kind of goes both ways situation is that stress also impacts your sleep kind of as I just now mentioned. Um, so, so then it, when we have the high stress, we sleep poorly. When we sleep poorly, we have high stress. So as you can see, they feed off of one another until you stop whatever the cycle is. Now, one of the ways that this kind of you know, transpired in my, in myself last week, for the first time ever, I woke up with TMA, TMJ, uh, whatever morning it was. I think I started kind of coming down with like a headache on the right side of my head on like Monday or Tuesday. Um, then it kind of felt like I had a cavity, which I'm like, I sure as shit don't have a cavity. Um, but that's kind of what it felt like there in my jaw, like in my back molar. So that was kind of weird. And then over the next couple of days, the headaches continued kind of happening, which again is very, very rare for me. Um, my, my mouth felt worse and worse. And then by like Friday, my bite was off. I couldn't even bite all the way down on my right side, especially without pain. I couldn't really open my mouth very, very well. Um, and so TMJ, um, I don't know exactly what the acronym stands for, but essentially tight muscle jaw. I don't know what it means, but, um, something was, something was messed up with it and stress can be one of those things, you know, grinding your teeth can be a contributing factor to it as well. So that could have been happening kind of at sleep time or at, at when I was sleeping. But so I think that that was a big factor. It just makes sense that they correlated kind of at the same time. Um, so I would assume that there is a correlation between the two, but so I kind of woke up with that. So, but then that again, just kind of refed that same shitty cycle of high stress, poor sleep, high stress, poor sleep. Um, and then, so by the weekend time, I was just burnt out. My sleep had just went this way the entire week. My stress went way, way up the entire week. I felt like I didn't have enough hours in a day. And, um, I was actually driving to the gym on Saturday. So I, I worked like, I don't know, a eight, nine, 10 hour work day. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym on Saturday. It used to be my, my easy day where I could just go, you know, smash that workout. But, um, you know, here, here with obviously with a higher surplus of, of clientele and whatnot, it just turned into a really long work day. So I was like, all right, I can finally get to the gym. I'm driving there with boss in the back seat, And I just felt like absolute shit. I was tired. I was run down. I was like, I don't think I should work out today. So I got there. I just did a little bit of cardio. I think I did like 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, like 20 minutes of walking on the treadmill and then like 15 minutes of stretching. So I gave my body some love. I didn't go push it. And I was proud of myself for being reflective and, and mindful of that, which is actually one of the things that, you know, I've seen, uh, I've, I've had to kind of communicate with some clients and their check-ins. I've even shared that in the community group is just, um, you know, knowing 
you know, listening to your body, knowing when to push, knowing when to pull. This is one of those situations that I was proud of because in the past, you know, as much as I can preach it, it's hard for me to not want to push. I think as, as a lot of us here are. So I was, it was smart of me to kind of pull back and just give my body a little bit of rest with it. You know, kind of uh, when Nicole got home from work, I, I shared kind of how I was feeling and I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Let's just go get, you know, a, a, a good meal, which usually this is another thing that I, I preach against is, is using food as, as comfort um, because it doesn't really do anything for the stress. But when I'm to an, ex, to an extent, I'm type A and I'm really, really just like nailing everything to do list to do to, to, you know, nailing everything, including my macros all the time. I just needed a break from everything. I needed a break from work. I needed a break from, you know, having to think a whole lot. So we actually went to Winstead's. There's like one or two of them in the city. I used to, I grew up on that. That was one of my favorite things to go do with my grandma. So I went there and I had like a double cheeseburger, a single cheeseburger, an egg sandwich. And uh, another thing I never get anymore is, is a true dessert. And I got myself a small chocolate mall. The entire meal was amazing. I woke up the next day, same weight as I was on Saturday morning. I just, you know, obviously reduced a meal from that day so I could replace it with that one. And I felt great because of it. I slept amazing. And then same thing Sunday. Usually I'd go smash it in the gym. I'm like, you know, just after a week I've had, feeling run down still a little bit, even though I slept good on Saturday night, took the day off from, from the gym on Sunday as well. Um, and because of that, the data kind of showed. So let me kind of just walk you through what this looks like. So where this, it's called a whoop band, whoop band. Um, it's not like an Apple watch. I mean, it kind of is to an extent, but like an Apple watch is an actual watch. You can text on it. You can listen, you know, play music and stuff from it. Um, it tracks your steps and stuff. All this really tracks is your heart rate variability um, and, and your sleep, of course, as well. So essentially heart rate variability to me, it's kind of a hard, I, I'm still kind of un, trying to understand it, but essentially what that means is it's the amount of time between each heartbeat. And when your HRV numbers are higher, it shows that, that that's a good thing, simply put. And when those numbers are lower, it's a negative thing. So coming back here to, uh, so it also has like an app that that you connect to. And so you can see kind of your sleep scores and see how things are going. It shows your recovery. So it shows you your, your overall sleep. It shows your re overall recovery and your overall strain. So strain is like the amount of stress you put yourself through that day. If you just go on a walk that day and that's all your exercise was, it's not a very high strain day. But like me, if I'm getting 20,000 steps teaching PE, then I'm going to the gym and I'm doing an intense workout. Plus, if I threw in another long walk with boss, my strain is going to be really high that day, which is really a lot of days, Monday through Friday. But so um, I'll, I'll start with this right here. So my resting heart rate is usually around the low to mid 50s, like 52 to like 55. So my resting heart rate. And so the higher this gets. That that show that can be corresponded or, or correlated to higher stress as well, um, or just not as in shape in terms of cardiovascular condition. So uh, I was at 53 last Sunday, then it went up to 56, 57 throughout the week, and then 63 on Friday and 64 on Saturday. So you notice kind of a trend line like this, and then it really spiked up high, um, at least for myself, by the end of the week last week. And at the same time, my heart rate variability, so like really, really good is going to be like 105 to like 115. Um, so it started at 97 on last Sunday and then it went down to 91 and then dropped all the way down to 80 on Tuesday, which is when I woke up with a really bad headache. And then it went down to 78, 75, 61, all the way down to 49. So Saturday when I was feeling my absolute worst, my HRV was literally less than 50% of where it should be to be considered kind of optimal. Um, which again, that's very, very rare for me. So what was cool though, is I was recognizing during this time 
that I was feeling worse. And so it was cool to be able to kind of put data behind it to show that, number one, my intuition about how I'm feeling was correct, but this can also kind of give me that feedback as well. Um, my strain levels. So I don't know exactly like what your normal would be or what the average person's would be. Um, but like on a Sunday, so like last, last, last Sunday, mine was 9.5. Um, seven is also pretty low as well. So not a super high strain amount. So last, like, like I said, last Sunday was 9.5. And then it was anywhere from like 14 up to, to 18 throughout the week. And 18 is like a super high strain day. So every day was like that. So my strain was super high. And then on top of that, when we look at my, no, I got sleep here somewhere. Um, my sleep performance really, it didn't show anything horrible, but I did average a little bit less than seven hours of sleep, but it wasn't quality sleep and my HRV was super high. So even though you're getting a decent amount of sleep, that doesn't necessarily mean you're fully recovered. That doesn't really mean that you're in a healthy state if some of these other factors throughout the day are off. Um, so it was kind of cool to be able to see that. And then on whatever day this was, I believe it was Saturday, my recovery was 2022 or was 22%. So I know I've thrown a lot of numbers at you guys. Hopefully you're kind of understanding just like where the trend lines are. It doesn't really matter what the exact numbers are, but just notice that throughout this week of a high, high stress week, things were not feeling great. Um, so my recovery is normally, so it shows you like 0% up to 100%. So um, what's cool about this is that if, if I keep stress pretty moderated, um, if I'm getting good amount of exercise, but not an overabundance of it, if I'm getting a good amount of sleep, if I my nutrition's on point, my supplementation's on point, and I'm in bed by you know nine to 10 o'clock and asleep until about six or 6.30 or so, my recovery is usually in between 70 and 90%. Um, it's usually not above 90%. Every now and then it is. It's as rare when it is. Um, but it's usually not a whole lot less than like 60%. Now, the times when it's been below 60%, it's like really far down there. It's like sub 30%. And the, the factors that I've seen contribute to that are like nights where like I was up all night just tossing and turning or even for whatever reason. Um, and I got like four hours of sleep, which again is very, very rare. And I don't function at all on, on really less than six hours of decent sleep. But so when my sleep is like that, or when I drink alcohol, so even if it's just literally, uh, I've tracked it where I just had one beer, my recovery, like I said, is normally in between 70 and 90%. My recovery after even just one beer or one shot or one glass of wine is less than 20%. If I have more than a couple beers or a couple drinks, whatever the case is, it's like 5%. Like it's absolutely garbage. And that's with me not being drunk, not over overdoing it. That's literally me moderating it. And it's still in the garbage like that. So that's one impact I want you guys to recognize is that alcohol needs to be prioritized when it makes the most sense. Again, midweek, Tuesday night, just because you're eating tacos and you want to have a margarita, not worth it. It's, it's truly just not worth it, especially if you have any sort of health and body goals and things like that. Um, especially longevity and stuff. Now, the one-off time every now and then, I'm not saying you can't do Taco Tuesday and have a margarita. You can do that, but it shouldn't be a weekly occurrence. Same thing with drinking on the weekends. I've got uh, a, you know, a handful of clients that have joined over the past year or so that they won't give up alcohol or it's like pulling teeth trying to, to help them kind of moderate it. And um, unfortunately, like if, if they were tracking this stuff, they would hopefully see the, the, the negative impacts that it has, and it's not just on digestion, but it's, it's on your, your mental cognition for the long term as well. And I, I guarantee if you have alcohol versus if you, if you limit alcohol, I mean, 
the possibilities are endless in terms of what you can do with, when it's limited versus when it when it cannot be. So if you're already thriving and you're drinking a lot, if you pull some of that out, I'm not saying you eliminate it fully from your life, I would never say that. I would never do that either. But it would definitely make a big impact. But anyway, this is not a conversation about alcohol. That's just a little tidbit with it. But so I, like I said, last weekend, I said, hey, I'm not going to work out on Saturday. Didn't work out on Sunday either. All I focused on was just absolutely relaxing. In fact, Sunday, I actually did uh, with four different meals. I took two capsules of ashwagandha with each, so about 1,200 milligrams with four different meals, which is a, a, an adaptogen. It's an herb that in capsule form that helps you lower cortisol. So in concert with eating clean, healthy foods that are similar to my diet plan, similar to my, my normal meals, I didn't even track my macros on Sunday. I just ate kind of intuitively based off what my rough diet plan would usually look like. Plus I had the ashwagandha, plus we just relaxed. Nicole and I went to Nebraska Furniture Mart. It was like a two hour little thing because um, we walked around ledges a little bit too, came home and did absolutely nothing. Got on the couch and did absolutely nothing. And so my recovery last week, Starting on Tuesday was 56%, then it was 54%, then 47%, and then Friday it was 32%, 22% on Saturday. And then after my relaxation Saturday night, good sleep, slept in a little bit on Sunday, uh, I recovered 94%. So I felt a lot better, but I still knew I needed one more day. So then on Monday morning of this, of this week, so a couple of days ago, I was at 97% recovery. So... Point being, by 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 Monday, I felt absolutely phenomenal. I actually went to the gym first thing that morning, crushed a great workout. Um, so it was it was awesome to be able to see that. Okay, if I just listen to my body, if I'm intuitive with it, then I can kind of reverse these things versus forcing it, forcing it, forcing it, hoping for better results and nothing happens. And in, in fact, when you continue to force it, like if I would have forced that workout on Saturday and Sunday because those are my planned workout days, by Monday. I would have most likely been sick of some sort, not just this whole TMJ thing, which has feeling a whole lot better. I went and saw my chiropractor on Saturday and said, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help me fix this shit. Uh, actually I saw him on Monday, excuse me. And since then my mouth has felt a whole lot better because Sunday I could barely even eat it. It hurt really bad. But so chiropractor really helped me out with that, which was great, but also just managing my stress therefore um, has also helped a lot. So um, again, hopefully, obviously, you know, I have the numbers in front of me, you guys aren't in front of you. So hopefully you're not just like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, it was cool to be able to kind of see the data along with how I was feeling, measuring that biofeedback and stuff. If you don't have a whoop band or have no idea what I'm talking about, I highly encourage you to get it. Um, there's like the aura rings that kind of track the same stuff. I think there's a couple other gadgets and stuff like that that you can do as well. Um, but this is like kind of a little watch wearable thing. I just wear it all day long. It keeps the charge for like five or six days, I believe before you need to charge it again. And you can just like slide the charger on it and just wear it around. Um, the downside to it is it doesn't track time. Like I wish it was kind of like an Apple watch and would track that. I think Apple watches will track HRV. I'm not positive, but I know that that's exactly what this specializes in along with strain and everything else with it. Um, and so this one's different, like the aura ring and stuff like that. I think it's like $400. Whereas this is a $30, $30 a month membership. Um, so I think I did, I committed to like a year membership with it. So every month I pay $30 and then this came just kind of free with it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to use it long-term that membership. Um, but I want to do it for at least a year just to, cause I think if I can mindfully just be able to, to feel and like, if I'm just looking at the data and also reflecting on how I feel, I should be able to get a pretty good gauge uh, of how I'm feeling if I'm recovered 
if I'm not recovered, if my strain levels are high and whatnot, and kind of be able to reflect on that. So I think the more and more I look at this over the next, you know, six months or so, um, as I've been doing the last six months, I think I'll be able to, to be able to recognize that stuff pretty intuitively, um, which I'm, which I'm obviously looking forward to. But anyway, I know I just talked to you guys for like 20 straight minutes. Um, any thoughts, any questions, uh, any application questions on this? Let me get a drink. No worries if not. It was funny. I never, um, I never even think, I never have the craving to get a, a drink or, or, or go get drunk or anything like that. As much as it's fun, I, I never crave it. And Saturday when I was driving to the gym, because I'd plan on doing, I was planning on doing deadlifts in a whole back day, which I'm really happy I talked myself out of. But as I was driving there, I was like, man, I, I understand why people will drink a little bit when they are super stressed. Um, I've never really had that urge to go drink when I was stressed, but for some reason that moment, I was like, that sounds great. But I was literally on the way to the gym. So that's another thing as well is that um, even though, you know, I didn't go smash a workout, just going there to do some light cardio and just to kind of just be in my thoughts. I literally put my phone up. I That's the other thing too, is that like whenever I'm doing cardio or even going on a walk with boss sometimes, I've found that I'm not just taking that time just to de-stress and just to relax and just kind of walk with with my thoughts. I'm on a client phone call or I am making a post or I'm texting somebody back or I'm, I'm, I'm checking other things off of my to-do list. Um, same thing when I'm at the gym and I'm doing cardio, really the only time that I don't really have my phone out and doing a whole lot. And I can't even say that's a hundred percent of the time is when I'm actually weight training. Um, or, you know, whenever Nicole and I are interacting, whenever we're doing dinner, whenever we're just sitting home at home at night, you know, my phone is usually up by about 7 PM most nights anyway, except for a night like this. Um, but as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go charge my phone and I'm going to put it away for the night. Uh, but even then though, I think it's important to be able to take that time to sit and be with your thoughts, even if it's just for a few minutes a day, um, and just truly be kind of reflect, um, you know, reflective, understand how, how your day went, how you're feeling with it and just do a little mental, mental and physical check-in with yourself. Um, I think that's really, really important. I feel like our society, it's just go, go, go. It's high stress. I think we do a lot of that to ourself, but social media does that to us as well. And it kind of adds on those pressures. Our, our bosses and our careers and all that stuff kind of do that. Um, and when we feel like we're out of control of it, like we don't have our hands around it, but ultimately we have control over a lot of this stuff. Um, a lot of us overcommit ourselves. And then this is what happens. We, we, we get to a point of burnout, whether that's after a week or that's after months or it's after years, whatever the case is. Um, you know, some people can, can handle stress really well, but just because you're able to, to live with it doesn't mean that that's optimal. And that's the other thing too, is like when people say that, oh, I can, I'm used to sleeping five hours a night. I've done it for years. Um, or I'm used to not eating. I've done it for years. I'm, 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 I'm used to only eating one meal a day. Um, I'm used to not drinking water. Like just because you can function without whatever that is, does not mean that it's a good thing. Does not mean that it's optimal. Does not mean you're moving in the right direction. Um, and things like that. And then kind of one other topic or not, not really topic, but just to kind of feed into this. Um, and the reason why this is important to me as well, like the sleep stuff um, or anything else is um, I don't know if you guys know who Alex Ramosi is. He, uh, he has a podcast. He's an influencer, a awesome um, 
entrepreneur. I love following him, kind of listening to his perspectives on things. But, you know, he always talks about um, having having a longer time horizon in your thought processes, um, you know, thinking more about, you know, where you want to be at in 20 years, in 30 years. And if you think in that long term time horizon, then your choices today are likely going to be very, very positive choices. They're going to make you feel good, not just today, but they're going to make you feel good tomorrow and next week and next month and years and years and years from now. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Some people do that with finances, but then it's it starts and it stops there. Um, the people who are even good at it with that. And I feel like that's not a whole lot of people. And in my life, there hasn't been a lot of people around me that's had that kind of mindset with finances, but definitely not with anything else, especially when it comes to health, which to me is the greatest you know, wealth that you can possibly have. Um, because whether you have a shit ton of money or you have no money when it comes to, you know, the age of retirement, um, if you don't feel good, if you didn't do all the right things for your body and you, you, you spent 30 years depriving yourself of sleep, there's going to be a lots of cognitive negative effects of that. There's going to be all this built up inflammation in your body when you are constantly feeding yourself shit. You were constantly you know, not exercising, or sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's, it's, you're doing too much. You're pushing too hard. You're getting too many steps a day. You are exercising too intensely. Everything needs to be done in moderation. And, 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 you know, one of the the great things about TLF is every week we should be reflecting on this stuff. So if you're, if you're not doing the check-ins, you're not reflecting and you're likely not growing because you're not doing the reflection um, versus if you are doing the reflection, you're likely going to grow for whatever it is. Might not happen overnight, but it's going to end up happening. But anyway, guys, I know I've just talked for 30 straight minutes, so I'm done talking unless you guys have to have questions or thoughts or anything else with it. But otherwise, um, I'm going to check out for the night, both on Zoom and literally as well. Um, give it to me if you got some. I think uh, what was fun about you, Marcus, is that you kind of taught us, taught me at least, this exact thing for for it. I mean, as you know, I did, I'm in a charity group. I have my nine to five. I had an extra job. I had an extra job on top of that. And I think I probably had another one when I first met you and I'm now dropping three of those things yeah. over the year. And then you and I did the testing. Like you, you sent me to the HRT specialist because of my hormones were still weird. And she discovered that my adrenal gland was fatigued and low, like it was significantly lower than what it should be. Yeah. And, and ever since I got that fixed, including literally getting everything, like leaving that other job because I really didn't need it. And it was just time to, you know, step back. Yeah. Um, I've lost the weight and I've been enjoying it ever since. And I was like, well, I've, I've been the least stressed, even though with my company booming at the loudest it's ever been, I don't feel my normal stress like I used to. Like I felt so much better. It's awesome. Um well, and, and, and yeah, and like not that I'm ever going to be an advocate of like, hey, you've cut all the stuff up that makes you happy. But at the same time, sometimes what we think is making us happy is also, you know, pulling us down a little bit. And I think that's kind of what, what you were doing. You were enjoying all the things you were doing, but it's still just added stress. And when you constantly have things to go to do and things like that, you can never just truly relax. So uh, I'm happy you're at, at a point where you've been able to drop some of those things and, you know, prioritize some of the stuff like your adrenals and everything else with it. That's awesome, Sully. Keep keep doing it, brother. I, lo I love seeing uh, you know seeing that now we're we were always on a good path, but now we've got some things figured out. And again, that's due to you not giving up when things were plateauing and when things were tough. You know, there's always a, a pivot that we can make. 
Um, and if I can't fix something like in your adrenal situation, you know, we, we sent you to a specialist and, and got you, got you lined up with the right person to help you out with, with that situation. So, and that's thanks because you continue to check in and communicate and execute as best you could. So then we could determine what the issue was. Job thanks for making it at least fun for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and we're not near done, but, but I'm excited to kind of see the, where, where you're at, man. Brad, thanks for your your comment. That's so awesome. Great job. Love hearing these stories. Um, yes, sir. Appreciate it, Brad. All right, guys. Well, that's all I got for you. I, I appreciate you all being here. Um, I think we only got like five or six people in here now, but I know we had like five or six people just drop off a few minutes ago. But either way, though, I appreciate you guys being here as always. Um, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, then I, again, I appreciate that as always. Um but I will see you guys on check-in day. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for you guys. Have an awesome rest of your week. Have an awesome weekend. Get outside and enjoy the, the nice weather in Kansas City this weekend. And yeah, talk to you all later. <laughs>